0: Happened to Your Career Podcast, episode 107.
1: It was not where I wanted to be in my life, and it made me sick. It literally, physically made me ill. But you know what? I put a smile on my face, and I went in there, and I performed to the best of my ability. And lo and behold, people around you are watching what it is that you're doing, and opportunities come through that.
2: Hey, HDS Sears. If you've been struggling to figure out work that fits you, then join our eight-day free mini-course. All you have to do is text HTYC to 38470. That's HTYC to 38470. Or simply visit figureitout.co. That's figureitout.co. See you there. This is Happen to Your Career. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and then make it happen. Whether you're looking to do your own thing or find your dream
0: job, you've come to the right place. I'm Scott Barlow. Welcome back to the Happen to Your Career podcast. I am not Scott so you might be wondering where he is. Well, in this episode, Scott is talking to a coaching client that he's had for a little while now. I believe they started back in May, so at the recording of this, there's about 6 months or 7 months that he's been working with this particular client, our guest today. And this is Jared Shivers, and he has a great story, a lot of struggles, a lot of things that he's gone through in his life and a transformation that has happened over the last six months to a year. And so you're going to be able to hear this conversation between Scott and Jared and be able to hear a lot of the transitions and things that Jared went through, as well as some of the things that he did both personally and in his career. And so moving across the country, a lot of unknowns, a lot of scary things that they were going through, but a lot of great lessons that you can learn. And so I know that you'll be able to identify with a lot of what Jared was and is going through, and maybe you can get some inspiration so that you can be able to happen to your career as well. So let's jump into the conversation with Scott and Jared Shivers. Yeah,
2: tell everybody else about, uh, about this transition that you made, because... I found it inspiring. I found it very, very unusual also in the way that you went about it. And then I also found it to be what I think will be very, very helpful to all of the folks that listen out there. So it's going to be helpful to you. What I really would love to start is with with you and, and your story and, and your background. And, you know, not from the point you're two years old or anything like that, but <laughs> but definitely, you know, What's a little bit of your your story along the way? Where does it start for you? What was your what was your first job?
1: Ooh, my first job. Um, that was actually my first gig. I would probably say I've kind of got an entrepreneurial spirit. So my first gig was probably selling cantaloupes on the side of uh, a little highway down in Central Florida when I was really really little. That's reaching way way back, but. uh, I've always kind of had that entrepreneurial bug. I always, always like that. I always like working for myself, and, and always like to you know kind of bring that to the table wherever I go, no matter what I do.
2: Where do where do you think that entrepreneurial spirit, that entrepreneurial bug, actually comes from for you? Because I know you have carried that with you for all of these all of these different jobs.
1: You know, um, probably my dad. You know, probably growing up, uh, he was always had you know something on the side a little a little side business here or there that you know slowly developed into kind of the main thing you know that that made uh, a living for our family you know sporadically through life and, and stuff so uh that's probably where i got it from just seeing my father you know go along and and do all these interesting things and kind of try to try to work his way through the world so and i've always liked that i, I always liked the adventure so
2: the adventure. So where did the adventure go from there then? You're selling cantaloupes to, <laughs> <laughs> to well, now that you're was, doing something completely different. What happened in between there for you?
1: Um, well, I've always had a passion for agriculture. Um, I've always uh, just loved uh, growing things and just uh, and I also love helping people. So I uh, moved from central Florida out to uh, Colorado uh, and Got to be a chemical applicator in eastern Colorado, and then went to uh, college out there, and then kind of moved around, established my own business, and uh, sold out of that, and then uh, moved around, trying trying different things here and there for the last few years, uh, and just kind of just kind of trying to see where where life is going to lead, you know. So um, and so that kind of brings us around. Uh, my and my last position was uh, in the dairy industry actually uh, a friend of mine kind of got me into a position there with uh, with a company that uh, was uh, doing some work for him on his dairy and so we uh, ended up doing that for a little over a year and had had some fun and uh, you know doesn't matter whatever I try there's always some good experiences to be had and, and some good knowledge to pick up in, in it seems like everywhere I go if you're if you're open to it so if you're open to it what do you mean by that you can always take an opportunity to learn a new skill set to learn a new way to do something and you can close your mind down and go oh I just hate this I hate this every day and you know and we'll talk about that here in a little bit too because because <laughs> it, it's not that it's not that I, I I don't feel that too but you know if you open your mind and you open your eyes and you look around the world, it's amazing uh, the things you can get into, the the things that you can learn about, and you always just open your mind to, hey, I've never done this before, but let's go try it and see what it looks like. You know, as long as nobody's going to get hurt, let's go for it. You know, type of thing. So,
2: and, and to be quite honest, that is one of the reasons I was excited to work with you as as a coaching client because that that resonated from the very, very beginning. Uh, it wouldn't, when you first reached out to me and we, we first got on an initial call and, and it, it, quite frankly, I don't know if I ever told you this, but we don't, we don't accept everybody as a, as a coaching client. It's not just a, you know, carte blanche. Hey, anybody that asks, you know, type of, <laughs> type of deal because, um, well, quite frankly, I'm not a perfect fit for everybody, but for you, I really loved that. Hey, you know, it, there can be an opportunity there and if you're open to it and, and i sensed a lot of openness with with you to be able to try some uh try some new things which very much goes against or doesn't go against it goes with what what it is that we teach so but it hasn't at all been work for you right and, you know in, in a lot of different ways in a lot of different senses You've you've got some little kids you have a family, you're you're married, you've, you've got some other stuff going on. Tell me a little bit about that too. When when did all this happen, Jared?
1: (laughs) So yeah, that's, uh, well, that's kind of my journey along the way when I was, uh, I, so I had uh, a small business in in Eastern Colorado doing chemical application. And, uh, I, uh, I decided, uh, in, in Eastern Colorado, there's not a lot of people. And so, uh, in order to meet uh, some some single ladies, I actually auctioned myself off for a cancer benefit, and uh, I met this one particular uh, young lady that was actually auctioning herself off as well. Really? And yeah, we uh, so uh, my wife and I got together um, through that kind um, of kind of kind of that whole adventure deal i mean hey why not let's try it one time and see what happens and uh and lo and behold it uh, it worked out um we uh and so uh we got married and then we had our first baby uh and at that point i owned a uh well we we in colorado call it a small farm it was about 640 acres of grain farming and 300 acres of pasture land and uh and then i had the uh the chemical application sales business as well. And then, uh, decided that, uh, maybe, uh, you know, 80, 90 hour weeks and a young family doesn't necessarily go together. So, um, you know, that was, uh, and so my wife, uh, she was pregnant with our our second child, um, when we sold the farm and then, uh, we moved to, uh, Yuma, Colorado, um, and took a corporate job um, you know one of those one of those jobs that you you have all the vacation and all the days off and all those things that yeah nobody really ever <laughs> um but uh, and I think it was two days after we moved into that house we had our second child because we don't do anything slow around my place it, <laughs> it's always it's always full speed ahead you know um, and then uh, while we were while we were there um, we had a third child my, my son Jackson. So uh so yeah it's uh and so we've got uh got all that going on on the personal side and uh you know we've uh, always had you know side businesses doing uh you know uh like personal protection businesses uh teaching people concealed carry weapons training and, and stuff like that too so um we're always busy that's for sure and
2: so so busy is absolutely right okay so as as you listen to this, you might be thinking, hey, some of that sounds a little bit crazy uh, <laughs> in terms of, hey, two days two days after you, you make the move, you, you have another baby, uh, you've got another baby coming along the way shortly after that. Uh, all this stuff is going on. It does sound very busy. And knowing you a little bit, I, I, I think that you probably wouldn't have it any other way as long as it's the right things. But... I think for you also knowing you a little bit, it hasn't always been the right mix of, of things. So where, where did that really start for you? I mean, obviously with the, with the, the business that, uh, that you ended up selling and, and removing yourself from those 90 hour weeks, it it sort of began there. It seems like, but where else along your journey did you start to feel like, Hey, this isn't the mix of the right things for me.
1: Well, that's, Yeah, that's ultimately why I am where I am today in Tennessee, um, and and why we've made this last move. Because I realized somewhere along the way, when you're when you're eighteen to twenty and you're single and you just you don't have anything but work, and man, you can just go out and kill it, and you know, and that's great for that season of your life. But you got to realize that one day life is about more and you've got to strike that balance between work and home. And to be quite honest, uh, I am a type a dominance, hard charging personality. I mean, the, the disc profile, my, per, my private life, I'm a 99% D and in my right. public life, my interactive life, I'm a 98% D. I mean, I, I, I don't back off for anything, but, You've got, you know, I had to come to a realization that family is more important than that. And you've got to come up with this blend or life just falls apart at the end of the day. And you, if you don't incorporate your wife and your children and and honestly, for me, it's church and God and um, and currently uh, and well, forever now, a recovery program um, for some of the things that I've gone through in my life and everything like that. And you've got to find your time for friends and you got to find time to sit on the bank of a river and fish. Even as hard as that is for some people, myself included some days, just to, just to clear your mind and just sit there and just watch a bobber ride in the water type of thing. So
2: absolutely love that for so many different reasons. And by the way, if you're interested in the disc profile, we'll link it up in the show notes. You know that you can go to happen to your and And, check out all that, and everything that we talked about in this episode we'll put in there, but okay, so you you're talking about a lot of different things. you're talking about this whole concept of balance, which I think almost everybody struggles with, and you said hey that's that's how that's how we sort of got here, so to help me understand a little bit about what life was like for you. In your in your last job, not what you're in currently, because we'll really get into that. Now you've you've made this massive move to Tennessee. You did that without even having a job. You, you decided that hey, Nashville. You know, between you and your wife, uh, Nashville is where you wanted to be. That area, and you made the move uh, <laughs> without the job. Like I said, we uh, will dove, dovetail into all that later. But right now. Help me understand, really, why why you made this change, why you wanted to make this change. What was going through your head? What was what was life like beforehand?
1: To be quite honest with you, it got to the point where you, when you get to the point in your life where you wake up every morning and you're sick to your stomach over the over the job that you've got to go do, I love my clients i love the people that i work for and i would do anything in the world for those guys and and ladies um in in the dairy industry it was it was a great industry to be in and and i love the people that i work for and i and i went full full speed ahead on on that um and but some situations around that position uh it just it literally made me sick the anxiety um the stress that i was under because of expectations and 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 some of those things plus um as you as you know the dairy industry or as you may not know the dairy industry is a 24-hour a day business so they milk cows three times a day 24 hours a day so you'll get calls at two o'clock in the morning going hey this broke and you're in charge of it and come down here and fix it you know type of thing and uh and so it, it can be pretty stressful um but you you've got to draw a line in the sand in your own life and go okay this is not where i want to be cuz i never wanted to have that job that everybody I, I never wanted to have the job the the you know the the ultimate uh job that everybody fears that everybody looks uh, you know towards running away from of it you know yeah. just oh i hate this every day day in and day out i I'm never going to be able to be that person that can walk into a position that I hate every day, day in and day out. I I can't do it. I mean, that's just, that's That's not me. (laughs) So,
2: In this role, you really enjoy the client, so that's keeping you. You, you enjoy a bunch of the people that you work with, all that sort of thing, but you're getting these two a m calls. You are finding that when you wake up in the morning you've got you know these pains in your stomach for lack of a better phrase uh, all this stuff is is getting mixed together. At what point did you decide that you really did need to make that change and wanted to make that change what What happened that caused you to decide that
1: well, you know. Um, literally the pains were there. I mean, the pains in my stomach, I mean, when, when, when it ties your stomach in knots just, okay, well, I have to go to this, you know, I got to go to the office or I got to go to this place or I got to go to that place. And, you know, and, and these, it literally makes you physically ill. You only put up with that for so long. I mean, or, or at least I do. I, I mean, I, I can only, I can only do with that so much. And, uh, and so, you know, I started talking to my wife and going, look, this is, this is not working out here. And so we started having that conversation of, okay, well, the dairy industry was kind of a, a new and interesting deal for us, and it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily where I'd been. It wasn't in my, my niche, as it were. Um, and so we are like, well, maybe it's time for us to make a transition. And so we started weighing out the personal and private options and going, okay, well, this is where we are, and we were in a very small town, and nothing against small towns. Small towns are great, um, but the opportunities are limited in careers, and, and you know, in, when you're as rural as, as we were, none of our kids are, are in, you know, school or anything like that, so we don't have any of those ties, and and we had come out to um, do uh, financial peace counseling with uh, Dave Ramsey out to Franklin, Tennessee, and uh, and so... We just love that area. And my wife wants to be a a writer and a speaker and, uh, and do a a lot of blogging and and stuff like that. And, uh, and so she's like, well, you know, if we're going to make a move, I'd really like to be in Tennessee. And I'm like, okay, well, there's nothing holding us in Colorado as it were. And why not Tennessee? So we started, we laid it out. We put pros and cons on paper and went, okay, this is, this is what we're thinking. And, uh, and so it's like, all right, well, if we're going to make a transition all the way across the United States, the problem with that is if you don't have a career where you're going, you don't know anybody when you get there. So how do you make that career? So in comes yeah. Scott <laughs> with some uh, career coaching. And it's like, well, okay. So when I get to where, I, you know, when we get to, to Tennessee, when we, when we start establishing this, this life for more personal reasons. I want to establish a, a business life that has a little more family and career time and a little more, um, you know, uh, respect for each other, you know, and, and make sure that it's not going to overrun each other so much. And so we started laying out some of those expectations and everything. And then uh, with the help of, of, of you, Scott, we, we really put all that down on paper. And we're pretty intentional about it, even though a lot of the time it was really, really, really stinking scary going, Oh, do we know what we're doing? Are we going to get this accomplished? You know?
2: Well, and it is, it's, it's definitely, it, it can be a very scary process. And, and I think that, you know, as, as we were chatting before we hit the record button, and everything like that, we were talking about some of the emotions and, and sort of that uh, we didn't we didn't call it this, but that roller coaster a little bit that, uh, that you go along when you're making this type of massive change. And I, I don't think that you can move away from that necessarily. Let me cut back in here for a second. I want you to meet Tracy.
0: I'm Tracy and I'm from San
1: Diego. I am a microbiology lab supervisor at a medical device and diagnostics company here in town.
2: Before Tracy found our eight-day figure-it-out course, here's what life was like for her.
1: I was drowning in debt and seriously struggling to find a way out of it. I've got student loans <laughs> from the late 90s that I'm trying to pay down, as well as a car loan.
2: Okay, now you might be thinking, what does debt have to do with Tracy's career? And what does any of this have to do with this eight-day figured-out course?
1: And this course really helped me to gain a lot of clarity around what was important to me and helped me to see possibilities beyond my current situation. So with that, I've actually started a small virtual assistant business on the side, and I have been able to seriously accelerate my debt repayment plan. I will be completely debt-free in just over two years from now.
2: Wow. Congratulations, Tracy. We love hearing stories just like that one. Now, if you want that type of clarity that can help you move forward in your life, here's what you can do. Just text HTYC. To 38470, HTYC to 38470, or just visit figureitout.co. That's figureitout.co. You know, I I was telling you also before we hit the record button that I went back and I listened in prep for knowing that you and I were going to be chatting here in a little bit. I went back and listened to our first coaching conversation. And you had you had already had it in your mind that you, you know you were you were going to make this change you weren't sure how you were going to do it necessarily and you guys were strongly considering this Nashville area and you were trying to figure out okay how do i even go about this is it uh, is it you know realistic and and you were asking me about time frames too and i i heard you ask you know what, do you think it's reasonable for a 90-day time frame to be able to cuz you were trying to figure out hey when should I when should I tell my employer that I'm going to go because at some point along the way I'm going to need to will I have a job at that point you know all this sort of thing but I'm curious a little bit about what was going through your head at the time and what what were some of the things that you were wrestling with in all this and why why you even really came to to me in the first place
1: well uh I knew I needed help. I'll start with that question and back my way up. So I knew I needed help and I knew I wasn't going to be able to do this by myself. Uh, and because in the multitude of counselors is wisdom. I mean, it says so in the Bible. And, you know, I mean, and and that's, you know, that that's where I try to get most of my wisdom. Through. Well, all my wisdom comes from God. So, you know, let, let's start with that and go, okay, well, I don't know anybody who's done a lot of. Career transitions and done them successfully and all that, and so uh, started to listen to the podcast and went, okay, well, you know, as a HR guy, it's like, all right, well, you've probably seen a lot of career transitions, so gives you the experience because I haven't, I haven't transitioned a lot in my life, um, as it were. So, but then the conversation about the ninety days, so for us, it was literally, I was sick to my stomach every day going to work so yeah. my wife and I are having this conversation about okay well I'd like to see us in Nashville by this date. Mm. so you know so we're actually you know back figuring that and going okay is this feasible you know and trying to figure out okay how do we make this transition on a personal level yeah. and then working into okay well let's make this um, transition on a career level and so when we started having those conversations, one of the main things around it was because I was in a pretty sensitive position uh, with my current career or with my current position there. So I wanted to make sure that I left my clients that you know that I really liked and the company I was working for uh, in a really good position to move forward from the place that I had slowly worked them to being in. Uh, we had developed some good better relationships and develop the larger market share. And I wanted to make sure that they could keep that even though I was departing. Uh, So that was kind of where we were at. So it's like, okay, I want to leave these guys. So, and right before we started recording, we were talking about, I I wanted to give them 90 days notice and find, so we could recruit a new guy, get in my spot, get them trained up and all that stuff. And I would never do that again. If you, if you, if you hear anything else out of this podcast, 30 days, man, that's, that's more than enough. And I told my wife, this is the second time I've done that. Um, the first time was my own uh, business that I was selling out of. And I, and I did the 90 day thing and, wow. Yeah. Uh, if, if 30 days won't cover it, you're yeah, it, it's just not going to get done. Just, just make sure that, you know, make that exit strategy a little more rapid than 90 days. So, so that's,
2: that's so interesting. And we, and we started talking about that before we, before we hit record. So what happened for you then? So it, you're, you're there, you're in that, uh, that job, uh, you're, you're sick to your stomach most days. Um, you and I start talking. We have our first couple of conversations, and I remember you told me, "Hey, you know, here's here's what I need help with. I need help being able to um, have some of the conversations with with my boss. Uh, I need help finding." one of the things, this is is not something I normally do for coaching, uh, but it totally made sense for your situation. Uh, I I might need help finding, you know, somebody to replace me because I really want to leave them in a good situation, which by the way, that's one of the reasons why I was so excited to work with you because you're very concerned, even though that this was a job that was making you sick, that you still left them in a great situation. So, uh, you know, that showed me a lot about your character. And then... Uh, on top of that, hey, I also need to actually transition to this this new place that I don't know a whole lot of people and be able to make money at the same time. And I don't know how that's going to happen, so I need the help with these three things. And uh, so, what was what actually ended up happening out of that? How did you end up transitioning out? Uh, you know, how much you, you gave them? Um, you, you tried to give them ninety days notice, but I, I don't think it actually happened that way. If I remember correctly,
1: what happened? Yeah, no, when, yeah, I gave 90 days notice, and I think I wrote it out for 60, uh, before I was like, okay, well, and and so ultimately, I, I needed to give this 90 days notice, so I'm talking to Scott, and I'm talking to you, because, you know, okay, um, all right, do you think I'm going to get fired if I give my 90 days notice, because we don't want to do that, you know, and kind of like you mentioned a minute ago, you don't, you don't want to you don't want to short circuit this deal. And then all of a sudden not have this income and still be in the beginning processes of looking for a job. So you've got to protect yourself and you've got to protect your, you know, your family. And so I knew I needed to do that. And then, so I was like, okay, well, Wednesday, I was going to go give 90 days notice uh, on Friday and go up to, I, I was in a remote work situation. And so anyway, on Wednesday I found this person, um, that was, uh, managing, um, another situation. And, uh, I I actually talked to him and, and I was like, Hey, how's it going? And, and he looked at me with, you know, that deer in the headlight look, well, it's not going very well. I'm quitting today. It's like, Oh, well, gee, that was a real shocker, but I knew the person and I knew the situation and I knew he had a, a significant level of experience. So I'm like, Hey, before you go take a new position, call me. Then that rushed up my 90 days notice. And I'm like, okay, I'm still going to give the 90 days just in case this individual doesn't work out. But so I walked into the office and said, Hey, I'm, I'm departing in 90 days and, and this is just not where I want to be. But I found this guy and I know him and you know him a little bit. And so let's talk to him about maybe replacing me because he would actually be better at the job than what I am. And so you're, you're actually going to move up. And so anyway, we found that guy kind of in that whole twist and, you know, uh, how that all worked around, um, you know, and, and so we, uh, so anyway, we ended up getting that gentleman hired and kind of fast forward a little bit. And so after a little while it was like, okay, the 30 days would have done the job ultimately um, hire him, get him trained in and need get out. But at that point I'm like, okay, I'm still in Colorado and I need to make this transition and I need an income level until I finally get my, uh, you know, new position figured out. So I'm trying to make all these phone calls into Tennessee where I've never called, you know, I don't know any of these people trying to make contacts, trying to do all this stuff. And then, uh, yeah. And then we, uh, you know, 60 days into it, I was done. I, we, we had some more conversations around that went, okay, I don't think you guys need me anymore. And my boss was like, yeah, if you just want to go today, that's a good thing. I'm like, (laughs) okay, well, give me a week here, you know? And so, you know, um, you know, kind of, and still keeping my wife in the loop and going, okay, how do you feel about this? Where are we at on packing and all that? Because moving across the country is bad enough. Moving across the country, excuse me, moving across the country without a career when you get there is really bad. And uh so then we we did. We picked up uh no no job as it were, um, you know, and and no real solid prospects at that point, moved to Tennessee, um, for, for more personal reasons. And then what, spent uh two months here working on getting a getting a position and lo and behold it the position came from someone I had known back in Colorado. So it was, uh, you know, it it was, it was a friend of mine from, you know, that I already had a relationship with.
2: Which blows my mind a little bit. So when you stop and think about that and just, I'm sitting here listening to your story and even though I know your story fairly well, you know, there's, there's still some small elements that, that I didn't realize, or, you know, as I'm listening to it, it is, it's interesting To be able to put it all together, because when you and I were chatting each week um, and I'm in the thick of it with you, then it it feels different. So this is this is so interesting for me, because one of the things that I heard you say is that you've made the decision to make this move, even though you didn't have anything. And that was still important to you. And and granted, you guys had had some savings and and you weren't just like moving with, uh, you know, one dollar in your pocket or anything like that. (laughs) You guys had through past really hard work, set yourself up to be able to make this happen in a way that was still, you know, uh, still, you know not not completely putting you guys out. But aside from that, like what was what was going through your your mind? Because that's not a that's not a move most people would make. I would say most people would be way too scared to make that happen. And even though serendipitously, a bunch of events have happened along the way. Like you found the guy, like we, you and I talked about, Hey, look, this is, this is going to take at least 90 days, maybe even longer. We may not be able to find somebody for this position. I remember you telling me that again and again and again, like you don't know how hard it's going to be to find somebody for this position. And I'm like, well, we can, we can still tackle it. Um, so serendipitously this guy pops up and then as you get over there, you're having lots of conversations with people. Um, and lo and behold, you know, the, the one that you end up taking, the one that you end up being really excited about comes from some, somebody in the, that you already knew way back when.
1: Right. right.
2: So so what was going through your head? Because you didn't know all this stuff was going to happen at the time.
1: When, when you're going into account money market investment or whatever and and you're pulling it out i mean to to run a family of five that's a grand a week i mean that's just how it goes so you okay well i'm gonna pull out enough money for the next three weeks because i don't have a job right now or the next month or whatever okay i'm gonna pull out four thousand dollars you know this is the budget and trying to make those moves and all those unexpected expenses and stuff like that it, it rocks you to your core, and you get really nervous about it. But we had an advantage that a lot of people don't have. I don't, we don't owe anyone for a mortgage. We don't owe anyone for car payments. We don't owe anyone for anything. I mean, we, we, and we've lived debt-free without any of that. So that gave us the springboard with which to be able to make this move Kind of, and as a lot of people looked at us, really crazy. I mean, why would you move halfway across the country when you don't have a job? That's, you know, that's just insane, you know. But we knew, my wife and I knew that we were making this move for family, for us personally, and and for our our relationships moving forward and everything. So that was our real driving force. and, And we had the springboard to be able to. To get that done because we had set ourselves up financially, and you know you you never you never feel like you you're always worried that the money's gonna run out before you get that job I mean that's just how it goes and it's always scary and it doesn't matter what you do any big change in your life is gonna be scary and you're never gonna make I'd love to say we'll just make peace with that you're never gonna make peace with that <laughs> you're gonna be scared and just okay. Let's, let's, let's go, let, you know, let's, let's move forward.
2: Most people allow that scary thing to stop them. Right. Right. Like moving yeah. to. Fears. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's that fear thing. And, and again, we end up justifying it by saying when this happens, I will do this other thing, but often this other thing never happens or we don't we don't do the actions that uh, that actually need to make it happen. So I'm really curious for you why why was it different for you? What you and Brian? I mean what what caused it to be different for you? What caused you guys to to do this? Why did you do what other people really quite frankly wouldn't or are scared to? Even though it was scary for you.
1: Why did I? Well, you can happen. You can let life happen to you, or you can happen to your life. And and one of the greatest things about touché, these podcasts, <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's it's happened to your career for a reason because you can't just sit out and go. Well, if my boss wants to give me a raise, no, you got to go get that raise. And and Zig Ziglar said it. You know, and you can go back and listen to Zig's story on the guy running in and out of the grocery store, and and his boss says, "Well, I'm going to give that kid a." a that kid's going to get a raise. And Zig's like, well, how do you know he's going to get a raise? He said, so, well, either his boss is going to get him a raise or I'm going to give him a raise when I hire him out from under his boss. If you happen to your life, good things are going to come your way. If you're pouring it on and 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 rolling forward all the time, and, you know, um, the, the dairy position, it was not where I wanted to be in my life, and it made me sick to literally physically made me ill. But you know what? I put a smile on my face, and I went in there, and I perform to the best of my ability, and lo and behold, people around you are watching what it is that you're doing, and opportunities come through that. The other the other part about this that you need to understand is this all sounds great on a podcast now that I have a new position and we're <laughs> looking in rear view. This sounds wonderful. Well, gee, that guy had it so easy. You don't know how many really, really heated discussions my wife and I had, how many, you know, just hand-wringing times I had of, of you know, just going through LinkedIn and just going, okay, who can I call that might have a position? Well, you know, I see this position, and, and you know, if I call these people, they're going to want me to apply for this position on this job board, but it doesn't fit for this, this, and this reason, and I had that clarity to know, and so it's like, okay, you know, there, there is so much Fear and so you know just just so much of that and failure is is tangible at those points in your life i mean you you can reach out and touch failure and you know it's right on your heels and it's chasing you down and the only thing you can do is pour on pour it on harder and faster and go full speed ahead and and don't get discouraged and and just keep going because this like I said, this all sounds all rosy right now because because it's a success
2: story, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. But but in the middle of it, you're going, "Ooh, boy!" Here in about thirty days, we're gonna be hurting bad, you know. And and so you've got to you've got to maneuver your mind and do the things like working out or you know, like for me, I went and drove a rideshare job and stuff like that to 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 make a dent to, to move myself forward and, and to, to get inside your own head and combat the the negative things that are just naturally going to occur.
2: That is, that is amazing. But I, but my takeaway and what I've seen every single time is with anybody that I've worked with and especially the people that are successful in whatever it is that they're trying to do and whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish fairly quickly are those that are taking those small action steps every single day. So for for you, uh, I think that another element is that, and I'm curious, and, and we, I mean, we don't really have any way to know, but I'm, I'm curious if actually making that move ended up helping you to some degree because it put in this other deadline that otherwise wouldn't have been there. Have you thought about that, or do you think uh, do you think that it would have turned out the same, or how how do you? And maybe it doesn't even matter. But I'm curious.
1: I don't know. i um, making well making the move set myself up on a personal level yeah. to to make me more successful personally, yeah. which ultimately will always lead to success in the other areas of your life. If if you're not happy at home, you're not going to be happy anywhere else. That's just how it goes
2: you know you and i spent three four weeks uh going through really just diving deep into uh, what it is that you and, and brianne really wanted out of out of life like both immediately and then in the future and uh, you know how that how that kind of mingled with uh with work and and all these sorts of things and, and you, you did uh You did a ton of work on that, really going through and defining that and and questioning that and really, and I think that was, it seemed like, um, you know, that was, that was not easy. That was not easy work. And I know that, you know, you and I would talk and then you'd go have conversation with Brianne and you'd come back with a whole bunch of other, other questions. And then we'd kind of wrestle through it a little bit. And, you know, that's really, truly not easy work. But in the end, you know you kind of came out with this this checklist of stuff that you really felt kind of had to be there in order to get you get you the type of work that you you wanted to be doing and and i really think that you know even though it seems serendipitous looking at it on 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 the outset and kind of kind of how it happened um i really think that that probably had something to do with it because you were you were ruling really out a whole bunch of opportunities you weren't even trying to talk to some people that uh, that had other opportunities and that was a continuous question hey is this a fit like how how's the most efficient way to go but i'm curious how you even thought about that that situation and and how that stuff played in together or did it
1: well we started from a pretty Good standpoint as that was. Uh, we knew what we wanted as far. My wife and I have been having these conversations over time. Yeah. Of okay, this is what we want our life to look like at the you know at the five year mark, ten year mark, whatever you know. So we knew she and I knew that these are the things that we wanted in life. Now there are, were some definite things that we had to negotiate around and and try to figure out as. Through this whole situation, um, and and some good questions, you know, that were asked, and and uh, and and she always keeps me on track on this because I'm a I'm a real big picture guy and I miss a lot of details someday. <laughs> and so you know it's like oh babe i, I think this will work for a budget number <laughs> and she cut her eyes at me and go are you crazy have you seen our grocery bill <laughs> you know we have a two-year-old that will eat us out of house and home much less the other two you know and uh, so there's you know there, there's all that and just having those open and honest conversations and going okay this is what I think that we want in our lives, you know, five years down the road, 10 years down the road, whatever it is in the future. This is what, so these are the things that we have to have in order to get going in that direction. And and so, yeah, it's just, you just keep having those conversations and keep having them and keep having them. And sometimes you have to take a break and go, okay, I'm, I'm done with this conversation for a little while, but you just keep wrestling out and the more detailed you can get in those assessments and everything like that. That's what ultimately helped us with the checklist that you're talking about at the end of the day, going, okay, does it fit this? Yeah, does it fit that? Yeah, does it fit this? And and nothing's gonna be a hundred percent. So you kind of make peace with that. But uh you know, when you get into that eighty and ninety percent or you can negotiate for okay, you got a seventy five percent fit in job and well, we're gonna negotiate it over to the, you know, the ninety percent. Well you got to give them the last ten well can we give on those and is that going to be a detriment to our lifestyle and everything like that
2: so what were some of those things that you came out with that sort of created that that checklist or what we call uh, you know here at HTYC, we call that the decision profile but what were some of those things that were on your list and it was it was expansive um there was a lot of stuff on there but what were a couple of the ones that you felt were pretty important to you and your family and
1: Yeah. So we had the three lists. We had, uh, what we had to do with, or, well, I guess maybe it was just two lists now, what we had to do, you know, at a minimum and what we really, really wanted. Um, we had everything from, all right, well, we want to be 20 minutes from church. Uh, we want to be 30 minutes or, you know, 10 minutes. And I don't remember the exact numbers right now, but Um, you know, we wanted to be X amount of time from the grocery store. We wanted to have a celebrate recovery group. Uh, my, my wife wanted to be a part of a mops group. Uh, we wanted a church that offered small groups. We wanted X amount of dollars in income. We wanted a country living. We wanted to be able to have some livestock. We wanted to be able to have at least this many acres. Uh, you know, we wanted our house to be, you know, at least, so many square feet and you know or i mean and we didn't get down to like square feet but we wanted a, a three-bedroom house at a minimum and you know yeah. and all these things so yeah i mean there was it was like you said it was expansive it, i i ended up uh, i wrote it all out by hand and and i ended up writing all the way down the the bottom of the space and then sideways across the page and you know and then scribbling things out and rewriting them and all that good stuff as as time went on and and then we went into the job and everything, and okay, well, we need a, a job that will pay X amount. And, and uh, one of the big things for me in being say in, in sales and everything is uh, travel. Uh, depending on who you are, where you are, okay, how much travel is reasonable? Because obviously I have three small children and a wife. And, and so how much, you know, that was one of the biggest things that at the end of the day is, okay, how much travel can you do? And still be a good dad and a good father, because ultimately if you're failing at that, anybody, you know, other people can do all the rest of these jobs, but nobody can fill in for me as a dad, you know? So, so that was one of our, our big deals and one of our big concerns.
2: Yeah. And I I remember you being very adamant from the very beginning that, Hey, look, I, I can't, and I won't do a job it doesn 't matter if it lines up with all these other things i 'm not going to do it if it 's you know thirty fifty percent travel like it 's just not going to happen it doesn't doesn 't really fit this life that you know you and Brianne had been talking about and now after after everything's said and done, jumping ahead do you do you feel like you hit a whole bunch of those items on the checklist and and we didn 't even talk about the ones that were specific to the job because you had you know you'd really been very adamant that hey I want to have the opportunity to do teaching and uh, you know with small groups or or you know in front of people, I want the opportunity to be able to do uh to build relationships with people because this is something that you enjoyed and you've mentioned it a couple of times here and this is something that comes naturally to you it's part of part of your strength set and uh, you know y- yeah like how do you how do you feel about all that stuff now? do you feel like you got where you wanted? Because I don't know that I've ever asked you that at this
1: point. <laughs> so this no, might be interesting. No. Yeah. No. Well, and that's the thing with when, when I ended up, I ended up with a dream job. I ended up with my dream job. I um, I, I love adventure. I love going and doing and and meeting people uh, and creating relationships and. I, I just, I love being able to transfer knowledge, help people to learn about a new something that they don't know and everything like that. And this position is perfect for me. I mean, it, uh, it, it really worked out. It's not, it's not a hundred percent, uh, but it's probably 90, 95% of what I had on the paper of, okay, these are the things that I want in a, in a career in a, in a position. Uh, and, and ultimately, at the end of the day, you you come down to it and you go, okay, well, this is what the position is, and and especially in those hang up points, um, like like one of our deals was yeah. uh, was for travel, and so the the people that I that I went to work for, they actually created an, a rough idea calendar for me of okay this is what a normal year would look like. And these are the, these are the points where we would be expecting you to travel. And these are the durations of how long you'd be gone and and some of these things. And so they really worked with me from that perspective because I was opening up front with them and went, Hey, this is my concern with the situation. So, you know, How's this going to work out? And and because I was honest with them and they were honest with me, we could figure out whether it was going to be a good fit for both of us. Because if it's not going to be a good fit for both of you, then it's just not going to be a good deal in the long term.
2: So, Well, that was a really interesting thing for me too because – I get questions all the time when people are making career changes about, Hey, do I have to accept this? Or, you know, I, I don't think that this other thing is going to be out there, but what I saw a lot of evidence for just in your situation alone was you you spent this time up front to get very clear on what it was that you wanted, what uh, your family needed, all these other things, uh, both the minimums and then what you really wanted. And then, you went in point blank asking for what you really wanted. You were very honest with them up front, and I remember that from uh, from the beginning. As you started talking to these folks, and you talked to a lot of different companies, a lot of different people from all over the place, but you know, this that was a concern for you going in. So I remember you being very upfront with them about, hey, here's here's what I want to do. Like I've got this family at home, and here's here's what I'm all about, and this is what I'm looking for. And they sort of bent over backwards, it felt like, to be able to meet that for you because you asked for it. And I am wonder, and we don't really know, but my experience is that if you don't ask for it, like you're probably not going to get it, and you're going to get whatever their interpretation is of what you want. So let me try and bring that together um, a, a little bit here. One of the things that I heard from you is that... As you're getting into that last and final stage, assuming this really lines up with all the things that you figured out for yourself that you really actually want, and you're being honest with yourself, and you're you're being honest with with them, then that conversation, the first step of it is, it sounds like to reassure them that hey, here's the specific things. You know, I, I really really enjoy this opportunity to be able to uh, go in and you know speak in front of crowds. Really enjoy the opportunity to be able to build and. Um, uh, you know, build these relationships in this way, all these different things are really lining up for me except for this one thing. And that's kind of what I heard you say, uh, this sure. one thing over here. So I, I'm really excited to be here, but we need to figure out how to, how to do this one thing differently, because it sounds like you guys want me and I really want to be here too. So what can we do about this one thing? Um, how did, how did that, uh, how did that conversation go? What would you remember what it was that 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 you actually said to them or they said to you during that time?
1: Well, we had had this conversation um in the past about and that's kind of the whole relationship thing i I'd talked to these guys before about this position. Yeah. I just wasn't aware that it was open, and that it would that's the thing unless you have the conversation, you'll never know what the possibility is, and that was that was the whole kicker but so they knew kind of what going into this, that from in my situation, travel was going to be an issue. And, you know, that that was what I was gun shy about. And so they, we started the conversation off about, you know, the travel aspect of, of this position and going, okay, this is what it's going to look like. And this is what it's going to be. And, and so they kind of already knew that that was going to be a sticking point for me. And so Leading into that conversation was not that difficult in this particular situation because we had had previous conversations about it um, when the last time we talked about me potentially taking this position. So
2: so then you get to that very end standpoint. You're nervous about because, you, you, you know, they quoted you one thing and that was they quoted you one thing in terms of uh, amount that they wanted to pay you. And it was drastically, if I remember correctly, it was drastically <laughs> under what you wanted to be paid, right? Like, substantially. It was,
1: it was It was soul-crushing, to be quite honest <laughs> with you. It was, oh, no, we've spent all this time to get all this negotiated out, and we agree on all these points, and we love all these points about this job. And then there's this and uh, yeah, we really saved the negotiation in talking about money right up to the end. And the reason being was, um, because these guys were trying to figure out, they were trying to evolve some of their pay scale and, and move some things around, which actually worked really well for me in this situation. Uh, because it, it just, it worked out really well to be able to negotiate on that, on that point. Um, but yeah, when the initial offer came in, that was depressing. I was, I was just like, "Oh no," because it's like, okay, I know what it takes. We we figured it out, and and my wife and I sat down and 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 she beat me over the head for a few hours with a budget and and, and showed me what a grocery bill really looked like when you have to go to the store and and you know help me to understand that okay, our family doesn't eat without X, and so it's like oh okay well, so, and so i I brought it back to'em and and luckily, uh well, not luckily, intentionally, uh, we had already worked through all the paperwork and everything, okay, guys, months and months and months ago, before we even started talking about this job, this was my target, and my you know my target for income is gotta be in this realm, so. I'm flexible. I'm reasonable. I, I, I want to come to work for you guys. And I want to add enough, uh, benefit for, for you that you will be just overwhelmingly happy to have paid me this amount of money. But ultimately at the end of the day, we've got to, you know, we've got to come and meet somewhere in the middle That you know, let's, let's be able to, to, to do this. And, and luckily for me, uh, my position is also uh, in sales. So the more you sell and the more you bring in, the more you make in on a commission spectrum. So we were able to work a plan around, and they were really, really, really flexible to be able to uh, really accommodate them, to to go, okay, well, we're not really sure we want to pay anybody, <laughs> um, you know, but you know, the, this, this kind of stuff, but okay, here's the deal. If you can help us enough in this aspect, then okay, we can compensate you more, you know? And, and so these, but these are the things that we're going to expect from you for this amount of money. And so we, we just had that really open and honest conversation of okay this is you know this is where it needs to be and um and and i ended up taking a larger territory uh to offset and and so the negotiation is not all one sided on on their side because uh i took uh, virtually double the sales territory in order to offset the uh the level of of income that that needed to to feed feed the family type of thing. So,
2: well, you you guys, and just out of respect to your employer, you know, we'll uh, we'll we'll leave out that total amount, but I will say that it's it's a substantial amount. It's you know, it's going to keep. It was well above what you guys needed to to live because we figured out what you guys needed to live. You and you and Brienne went back to the drawing board, like you said. She uh, she showed you the budget, <laughs> and, <laughs> right. uh, set you straight. And helped you realize reality. And then, you know, I remember getting on the phone with with both of you and talking a little bit about that and, and talking through that piece. And what I remember is you were at that point really in the thick of just getting hit with this offer that was substantially lower and very crushing as you put it. And you're you're almost ready to give up and say, hey, look, this I'm not sure this is gonna work out because here's what I really want over here. And here's what, uh, what they're offering. And well, I think that I should uh, go ahead and ask for you know, X amount, which, uh, which was a little bit above that, uh, that, that offer amount that they'd made and, and really was kind of at your minimum. And I, I really pushed you to ask for a much, much higher amount for that uh, that minimum, and really ask for what it was that you wanted. And if I remember correctly, it, it just uh, maybe scared the crap out of you—is the right word? I, <laughs> I don't know exactly, but it, you ended up still doing it, and you just ended up still going in, and you ended up still having that conversation with them and saying, "Here's what here's what I need. I want just like you said. I want you to be really happy to be able to pay me this amount. How on earth can we do this? Let's figure this out together." And you did. So after all this, if there's somebody out there, and there is, that is getting ready to negotiate for themselves, whether it be now immediately or sometime in a short time in the future, because really your transition only took months, right? Like from a right. point in time where you decided, look, I'm going to make this transition to actually making the transition and actually getting paid what, uh, what it is that both you're worth and you deserve. And at the same time, what you wanted, um, it was three and a half months, four months?
1: Like, yeah, it was right. It was right long, at, right? Right at four months by the time. I mean, from the time I, I tenured notice to, to my then current position to the time that I accepted and, and probably literally flew out to start in training in this new position and everything was about four months, which in in the interim, in that time space is just nail-biting white knuckles scary especially well i mean that's four months where effectively i didn't have a job i was either leaving a job or i literally had no place to go on monday morning at 8 a.m to you know to to punch in or, or whatever it was so yeah as uh as the person who's looking to negotiate uh the person who's about to start into this negotiation Realize that it's never comfortable, it's always gonna be scary. And the other part you have to realize is if you don't negotiate, if you if you have X amount of dollars in your in your mind and and it's reasonable, (laughs) let's start with that. Uh you have some experience to back this up and, and some other things, you owe it to yourself to sell effectively what you're doing is you're selling your life you're selling now that sounds really horrible but well you're selling your time right you're selling your time which is effectively selling your life over time you're you're selling 40 60 80 hours a week whatever it is For you know so that is time which you're selling to produce for someone else instead of being wherever else doing whatever else for yourself And so you owe it to yourself, you owe it to your family, you owe it to, you know, you owe it to your being to make the most money you can for the time that you're giving up, the time that you're selling. Now, like we've said, the other part of that is you better be able to add enough value to offset that on your employer's side. And I don't know, I, I've heard somewhere there's a, there's a one, was it a one third stays with you and you better, you better be able to produce three times what you what you make. Two thirds stays with the employer and, and one third stays with you. I don't know if that's a, that's a rule that I heard in a podcast somewhere, I'm sure. But uh, you know, you, you better be able to produce a whole lot more for them than what it is that they're paying for you. Otherwise, you're shortly going to end up with looking for another position. <laughs> so, you know.
2: So I think that's great advice, though, because even... I'm trying to think how many times I've negotiated it does get more comfortable, but it never really goes away to where it's just like, oh yeah, this is like brushing my teeth. You know, it's <laughs> it's not really that type of thing. And I've, I personally, just like you said, I've I've learned to really get excited about that. But it's excitement that is also not comfortable. Like even going through and helping you with it, and this is something that I do all the time, and and help other clients with it too. It's still not comfortable for me because I. You know, I end up building a relationship with uh, with you, and and I want you to get what you want, and I want you to be successful, and all these things are going through my mind too. So it's not even though I'm excited about it, it's not truly comfortable. And I think that that's okay. I think that those things can coexist to uh, to a to a high degree, and. I really think that that is truly great advice because the best things that are going to happen to you in life, and the best things that I've even seen happen to you in the short time that we've known each other, haven't been comfortable. They haven't been comfortable for you, and they probably wouldn't be comfortable for me either if I were in your shoes. So, but it's still paid off, and you've still moved through it. So, kudos to you, sir.
1: <laughs> well, thank you, and I and I greatly appreciate your help in bringing this along because I I wouldn't have had the confidence. To negotiate and to be where I am today without without the help of a lot of other people and 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 you played a, a really significant role in it and I think that just getting this information out there for people to understand that yeah okay I'm not going to be that everyday person that takes my job I'm going to stretch and I'm going to aspire to be better and I'm gonna okay well. I'm not gonna make that everyday salary. I'm gonna stretch and I'm gonna try a little bit further, a little bit harder, push the envelope just a little bit more. And that's what makes that that's what makes us all great, that the people that are and, and I'm not if you're if you're in this temporarily, I'm not knocking you for the job that you got today. but it makes you better, it makes us all better than the person flipping burgers or you know or whatever the situation, you know, the minimum wage guy. You know, um, uh, people people want to demand a better uh, pay situation for the job that they do. Do a better job, get, build your skill set, push yourself, and hereafter a little bit, you're going to be able to get a better into a better situation. So, no matter what, no matter what happens, no matter the situation how poor, how 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 rough it may be right now push yourself and continue to push yourself as time goes on and you're always going to get depressed you're always going to get upset you're always going to be scared where you are that's when you know you're growing that's when you know success is going to come around the corner because i can't live in this for too much longer so you know that's that's where you know that that's what i would say to the people that are that are trying to stretch and, and get a little bit more out of out of this life. And so just keep trying.
2: Well, hey, I, I appreciate I appreciate the kind words and I appreciate you sharing your story with everybody else and, and making the time to do that. So thank you. Thank you very, very much, Jared.
1: Well, thank you, Scott, for putting this out there for, for all the people that are trying to do a little bit better and trying to go a little bit farther. This is this is an awesome I, I love this uh the thing that you do the the whole HTYC thing you know from the from the paperwork you know all the way down to the podcast and just just helping people understand that there is success out there and it and it is attainable but you got to work for it <music>
0: that was definitely a great conversation. A lot of great takeaways being able to see the process also, at least a glimpse into it about how Scott can help somebody be able to take someone that is stuck and trying to figure things out and help step them through the whole coaching process to be able to, first of all, figure out what they want. And then from there to be able to figure out what fits and the way that Jared got started is by taking that free eight-day course, and if you wanna be able to follow in that path to be able to find something that really fits you, go ahead and text HTYC to 38470. That's HTYC to 38470, or you can go to figureitout.co and sign up for that free eight-day course And you can be able to get started figuring out what fits for you so that you can really happen to your career.